I paid my debt, I paid my debt, time to let me go. But if I don't make it back, oh please, give mama all my love and burn my bones. Hey everyone, welcome to the While We Were Away podcast, where we share stories of formerly incarcerated people for formerly incarcerated people, and we are in collaboration with the University of Michigan Creative Arts Project. My name is Sophie Gibson, and I am an organizational studies major at the University of Michigan. I am the executive producer of the While We Were Away podcast, and my pronouns are she, her, hers. I'm Jill, and I'm a senior sociology and communication student at the University of Michigan. I'm a producer of the podcast with she, her pronouns. My name is Marley. I'm studying philosophy and neuropsychology at Michigan. I use she, her, and they, them pronouns, and I am an assistant producer on the podcast. Hi, I'm Dania. I'm a senior um, at the University of Michigan. I use she, her pronouns, and I'm an assistant producer and audio producer. Today, we're joined by Luanda Hollister as our guest. Luanda, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. So my first question for you, um, we were actually curious to know what ultimately encouraged you to be here today and to speak with us for the podcast. I'm a true believer in each one teach one and whatever elevates us to an understanding of what some people may see as the differences in all of our backgrounds and our education and things like that, I want to come together and get an understanding of so that we can all move forward together. So our next question for you, it's a pretty big question, but where do you find your strength? My strength actually comes from the fact that I was incarcerated, which now pushes me to move forward because I don't ever want to do that again. So I try to do whatever it takes to move forward without having to do that again. So kind of building on that, what do you think is the most difficult thing you've had to adjust to or experience since being outside? There is a number of things actually that I've had issues with since being home, a long list. When I went in, they did not have uh, cellular phones, these computers. They weren't doing all this when I went into prison in 1986. Now I'm starting all over. And it's more so than starting over. It's like I'm basically starting. It's as if I just dropped onto the face of the earth. I have no background to speak of because at the time of my incarceration, I was 17 years old. I lived with my parents. I went straight from my parents' house to the penitentiary, out of the penitentiary to now at 51. And so I have no credit history no history period. So I'm basically just now starting life. And 
during COVID time when I'm no one's going anywhere, no one's doing anything, and all the plans that I made while incarcerated are absolutely null and void. Nothing that I planned for for years uh, before being released is applicable now. And I came out without an identification card and I went through a lot even trying to get that, no birth certificates, no social security card, nothing. I was just out here. And so I've had a hard time being able to get those things to move forward. And, you know, those have been like some of my main challenges, the things that they teach you in prison is basically to maintain you while you're in prison, while you're incarcerated. You're learning to basically do your time in prison those things don't apply out here. Even though they, you know, you go to school, anything outside of a GED is, it, it don't work out here. It doesn't work out here. They, they have you going to school, teaching you how to clean, how to cook, and all of that's basically to maintain the prison. And once you get out here, people are looking at you like, you know, you have this certificate and you went all these many years while you were incarcerated and they looking at you like, that don't work out here. That, we don't accept that. We can't use that. And so you basically are starting over. Fortunately, I was accepted. I was hired on at a restaurant and I know how to cook and I am considered a chef, but I don't have the skills out here that applied in there. I have no knife skills because of course they weren't allowing us knives in the prison. So I have no knife skills. And fortunately um, the restaurant Eat hired me they have been have taken me in and are teaching me, you know, nice skills and different foods and different things that I could have been taught while inside, but I was only taught things inside to work inside. I was taught just enough to be able to cook for the prison. And that doesn't go out here because nobody's making the stuff in there that they eat out here. So you mentioned briefly that you had plans before coming outside. Could you get a little bit more specific about what those plans were before COVID? Well, I intended to start my own food truck and I went through classes, how to start a food truck business, how to write up um, different papers that I was going to need and all those different things because I had started with the idea and I worked on that idea for years as who would um, help me do this and who would help me do that 
to invest in the food truck and to move on. And because of COVID, everything is shut down. So that idea is basically null and void. I've had to not set it to, to the side, but I've had to redream it and reposition it and do things differently than how I initially planned because of COVID and not having the access to certain things. Basically, I have relied on the organizations that are really supporting me. My intentions were to move to Detroit in a home that I purchased while I was still incarcerated. And that fell through because of COVID. I can't get into the building to transfer the deeds and all that has just become a big headache. So I've had um, Youth Justice Fund to basically reach out and they're helping me and a brighter way. And they're trying to instruct me on how to get things done and what to do and what needs to be done and how to incorporate what I thought I knew with what actually is. And so, you know, it's, it's moving forward slowly, but it's still moving forward. So hopefully I'll be able to get that food truck popping and, you know, we can move on with it, you know, because I would really hate for all those years to have to go wasted on. It's, it's more than a dream. It's more than survival. It's most definitely not about a hustle or a dollar. It's all of that. And I want it to be because once you've been incarcerated, People think that there's nothing in you but failure. And I want it to be not so. I want to be successful at this to show that if we really try and we're given the chance and opportunity that we can, we can do this, we can move forward and make right. We're not just spending all this time in prison, relying on the state and getting out and still being criminal minded. There are a lot of us that are out here. We're really, really trying to make it. One last question on your food truck business before we move on. I'm just curious to know what exactly your vision is with the food truck, what kind of food truck it is, and what type of food you would be serving. Well, actually, because I've spent so much time in prison, it's all prison-inspired. Um, it's the stuff that we make in the prison. It's all, you know, with better quality things, which I obtain out here. But it's all inspired around that, and I would like to... I want it to be a business and I want it to be partial programming as well as a job. So when you come to the food and work at the food truck, you're working a job. However, I want you to receive, I want to couple with some organization that will 
teach you the things that we just simply don't know, like how to use the phone, how use the computer or about banking. I didn't even know how to start a bank account or use an ATM. I didn't know these things when I got out. And I was so excited when the bank manager came out to show me how to use the ATM machine. It was simple, but I simply didn't know how to use it. And I had tried to use it and blocked up all the numbers. And so these are the things that about taxes, you know, I, I'm, I'm supposed to pay taxes for the little job that I have because they're taking money from me. Um, it's only a two-day job, but they're still receiving taxes. And I didn't know that. And I don't want to be in trouble with the feds. I just, you know, got away from the state. So these things which are normal and daily for other people, we simply don't know. So I would like for that to be part of working on the food truck. It's amazing that you want to provide that resource to others. Um, what are some of the resources that you have used to obtain some of those things since being outside? Well, um, that voting access for all, they wanted me to vote. And so they helped me obtain my identification because they took me, whoo, that was a process. And so I've used that since moving here, they had put me on food stamps. So I was receiving food stamps. Then they cut me off of food stamps because I didn't know I was supposed to fill out paperwork. And so they took me off the food stamps. So different organizations have gotten together you know, so that I can learn these type of things and I can move on. And I've learned like about apps and different things like that, because even like the uh, app, I didn't even know what that was. And my first initial meeting with my parole agent, she told me she wanted me to Zoom her. And I didn't know what that was. She just said, we gonna video on the, telephone. So I looked on my phone and it wasn't on there. So I went out and purchased a whole new phone. And then I'm told, oh, that's an app. You just download it onto the phone. Well, why you didn't tell me that before I went out and bought a whole new phone? So it's, you know, the small things that, and without someone having being able to tell you that and you not knowing that and you're trying to be independent and trying to do things kind of on your own, you know, to fit in, you, you just, you're lost out here. I have like trauma issues. So I've had to get a therapist. So those have been provided for me through um, certain organizations. And it's just, you know, what seems to be small to other people, but is essential for me to survive out here. Because now that I'm out here, it's more people think, oh, you're out of prison. That should be good enough. It is not good enough. I need to be able 
to make it out here. I need to be able to move forward. I just, I'm just out here. That, that, that's, that don't work. So, and I say this all the time. And some people feel that it's a little harsh, but it's the truth as I see it. There are only two things that can happen once you are incarcerated. Once you're incarcerated, you are either going to die in prison or you're going to get out. This is the only two things that could happen. And if you get out, you want to be able to move forward. You don't want to just be out because you're out. And in moving forward, you need to know even the basic of things sometimes. Like I didn't know how to use the stove because this isn't what I was used to. This isn't the stove that my parents had. And this isn't the stove that I used for 34 years in the prison. And you do not want me living next door to you. And I don't know how to use the stove because I'm about to blow up the block. So it seems like it's minute and petty, but when you got a, a gas stove ticking and you like, well, what is that? And no one has explained or told you even in its simplicity, like I said, I'm finna blow up the block. So if you don't know, you don't know. And speaking of um, adjusting to life outside and especially during the coronavirus pandemic, um, a lot of people have struggled with connecting with others how have you found a sense of community since being outside and during the COVID pandemic? Young lady, I'm going to be totally honest with you. This is the loneliest time of my life. When I say lonely, I sometimes I have, I want to run outside and get a homeless person just to come in and cook a meal for them. That's how lonely I am. But I know that's insane. So that's where my therapy comes in. And I refrain from doing that. But it's, it's very lonely. Um, the state doesn't want me to socialize with other incarcerated people because they, they don't want all the felons, you know, hanging, running together. So, but what they failed to realize is that after 34 years of incarceration, who else do you believe that I know? I don't know anyone else other than felons. That is all I know. I have no family. They passed away while my parents and everything passed away while I was incarcerated. I do have one son and he lives in a different state. So I have no one other than me. And these organizations that I speak of, they've been my support and my friends and they've been all of that, but no one's going to babysit me. So I simply have to move on and move forward. But this is a rough and lonely period. And I think of this, no one ever speaks of this when you talk 
talk about, um, there's a movie, Shawshank Redemption is the name of it. They always talk about the escape part of the movie. They never speak on that one part. There's a man has spent like 40 years in prison and he got out and was unable to adjust to the new society and he committed suicide. That is how it is. If nothing else in the movie is truer, that to me is the truest part of re-entering society. That must be really difficult. Um, and we all feel for you, especially during the coronavirus pandemic, it must make things so much more difficult. Um, on hopefully a brighter note, what do you think has been your biggest accomplishment since being outside? Ooh, that, I mean, to me, every, every little thing to me, I'm excited about, I'm, I'm overly excited because I'm just not learning this stuff. So when I learned the Zoom, when, when I'm properly working the stove, all those things to me, they're accomplishments to me when I'm able to go to the store by myself. I mean, it's small, but to me, it's like, it's like all that to me. Cause I'm like, I went to the store by myself. I went to Myers and I'm excited about that. Cause I caught the bus out there. I did a little shopping. I caught the bus back. And I, of course I've got lost one or two times, but you know, took the wrong bus or trying to get somewhere. But even with having gotten lost, I made it back. So that in itself is an accomplishment. You know, it's, it's the small things. When I got my identification and I'm about to participate in a pop-up that is going to highlight the food truck. So I'm going to be doing a meal for that. And um, it's a noodle bread sandwich because, you know, they didn't allow us bread. So we had to come up with something else. And so we use noodles as the bread. And so I'm going to be doing the little pop-up. I'm excited about that. And it's just every little thing excites me. And so our last question for you today is... We were wondering if you have a movie, book, poem, any piece of art that you could recommend to our listeners, anything that has gotten you through or anything you've really enjoyed um, either reading or watching? Well, I'm only gonna watch a program for so long. I'm not gonna sit up and just watch reruns of nothing for 34 years. And so to say that would be untrue. However, there were particular programs that I would watch. Like I always like to watch the educational programs. I like to watch, what is his name? I haven't even watched him since I've been home. Um, somebody spoils everything. Uh, it's a fairly new program. It's it came out a couple years ago, but I like to watch PBS. I love PBS, and 
those are the type of things um, that I like to watch the History Channel and different programs like that. Um, other than that, it's music. I listen to a lot of music and try to keep up with the times as far as music is concerned. And other than that, that's about it for me. Wanda, is the show called Adam Ruins Everything? Yes, I love Adam. <laughs> Adam ruins everything. Yes, I love that. I love factual history base. And I learned so much from that program. And um, I like that. I really like that program. Those are the type of programs that I like to watch. And, and I watch like drunk history because, you know, it is a little comedic. However, is based on factual history. So I like those types of things. And I watch those types of programs throughout my entire incarceration. Well, those are all of our questions for you today. Thank you so much for being here. We really appreciate your time. And also good luck on your food truck. We can't wait to be your first customers. Oh, well, thank you. Well, make sure you come to the pop-up. Uh, you can look me up on the Facebook and come to the pop-up on the 28th in um, Southfield. So I'll be selling the um, meals there. It's a chicken sandwich with how we do it. Awesome. Thank you so much. Yes, and thank you guys for having me. Thank yeah. you for Thanks, being Sonia. here. We had a really great time speaking with you today. Thank you. Yeah. Mm -hmm.